now? Yeah, we're good to record. At what point, or how do we decide that when you sneeze, you get blessed? When you cough, you get jack shit? <laughs> you you uh, always ask these questions of how did we decide? As though like we had a meeting, and then this was this was our decision. <laughs> I somewhat assume uh, we, that's the case. If that's the case, we should just check the minutes. Well, what is it about sneezing that elicits some kind of theological response? Like, why is it God bless you? And people just stare at you if you cough. I don't know. Well, I think it has to do with historically, like, the belief that you're when you sneeze your heart stops but not when you cough when you cough when you cough your heart doesn't stop wait is that I've a thing people that. believe that your your heart stopped when you sneezed yeah have you have you know it's impossible to keep your eyes open while you sneeze yeah i've heard that try it i'm, I'm not gonna right now <laughs> yeah well next time you sneeze try it so you don't have any answer for this no i don't care i usually ask these <laughs> <laughs> i usually ask because i assume other people know and i'm the last to find out is that really what you think? Yes. Oh, wow. That's why I'm asking, like, you, how, when did people decide this? You feel like there's this conspiracy against you? I don't think it's conspiracy. I think yeah. it's just, uh, you know, an inferiority complex. Like, everybody oh. must already know this except me. We should work on that. What about, I don't think that if somebody sneezes, you're absolutely required to say, bless you or God bless you. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that should be a standard thing. Mm-hmm. If you choose to do that, that's okay. But if you do bless someone when they sneeze, yeah. don't you think they're required to say thank you? Um, if you sneeze, you're out in public, say you're at a Barnes and Noble uh, cafe and you sneeze over and over and Mm -hmm. multiple people in the area say, God bless you. And each of the times you just ignore them. Do you have to thank each one of them individually? Well, can you at least do it once? Would you do it once? Just sort of make an announcement? It depends on the context. The context is you're at a cafe at a Barnes and Noble. Yeah, but like, is it really quiet in this cafe? Would it be disruptive for me to continue... To make noise. Mm-hmm. But you've already sneezed. You've already made the noise. No, well, but she doesn't want to continue to make the noise. Yeah, the I was thing. already disruptive. Do I need to continue to be disruptive? But isn't it more disruptive to ignore the people who have blessed you? Definitely not. You know, you know, I, may, maybe it's my Canadian-ness, but, but yeah, no, I know. My, my, my initial reaction to sneezing is to apologize. Um, I really like, I don't like loud noises in general, and especially when I make them um, involuntarily. I just... I think say if you, sorry to everyone. If you sneeze and say sorry, and then someone says bless you, then you've already done your due diligence. Like then you don't have to also thank them. The, the transaction is complete. Yeah, yeah, but this is a different scenario, and I think uh, Dwayne's point was was on par. Mm-hmm. Like that, the sneezer has now created an additionally complicated situation. If they're waiting for the person to say thank you, now does the sneezer then have to wait for the others to say you're welcome? <laughs> Can we meet the new interns? (laughs) Maybe we can get off sneezing. Yeah, let's let's meet the new interns. We referenced Dwayne. Michelle, can you introduce us to the new interns? We're back. This is like our third season of Various Breads and Butters. I want to know. We've been on hiatus for a while. Simon's going to get 10 or 15 minutes to explain himself soon. (laughs) Correct. First, we have new interns. Can new interns introduce themselves while I make sure that all of their mics are working? They can. This is what we want to know. We want to know height, because that's very important to us. We want to know year in school. Oh, I didn't say I didn't say whether tall or short was important. I just said height. Uh, what else do I want to know? That's it. That's it. Well, how about city? City from? How long do you want to be here? City from. City from. Okay. And we'll go. We'll we'll, we'll go. Uh, I'm gonna flip out if they're all from New Jersey. Let's go clockwise. <laughs> Jazz, why don't you go first? Yeah. Um, my ID says I'm five seven, okay. but I Good think height. I've grown Good since height. then. I'm like maybe five eight. Man, are you still on a growth spurt? <laughs> 
Maybe. Must Good be for you. Must be a first year. Must be, yeah. I'm, that, well, that's the second question. Mm. Uh, class of 2020, I'm a sophomore. All okay. right. My major is electrical and computer engineering. Where, um, where are you from, Jasmine? Jazz. The, the Bronx, New York. Uh-huh. I've heard it's of it. It's not New Jersey. I've heard <laughs> of it. So I guess I'd be next. My name is Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I am 5'11". 5'11". Man, you're a tall one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in this room cracks six feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. I'm from Washington, D.C. Nice. Do you live at the top of the Washington Monument, Dwayne? No. Is there a secret penthouse there? No. no. Do we? Well, it'd be secret, so we wouldn't know. What? Oh, what year are you? 2020. All right, 2020. sophomore also. Sophomore. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Ben. Not me. Not uh, my name is Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben Gordon. I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. But I'm, how tall are you? I'm... Thank you. Sometimes I'm five, like ten and a half. Sometimes I'm five, nine and a half. Wow. Shoes. The shoes matter. Yeah. What are you studying? I'm petitioning to make my own major. Ooh. In data science. Okay. Oh, you're 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 uh, riding the wave. There's a science of data out there. I'm trying to be the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm probably going to be a a computer science major. Mm-hmm. And a music major as well. And I gotta ask you, Ben, were you just spawned here, or were you born in an actual city? I'm from uh, from Queens, New York. Queens, New Zero York. Zero Jersey people. Oh. And we, we have, have three boroughs. Yeah, I know. Do we, do, Michelle? Who's you're from Manhattan. I am from Manhattan. Where, so where have you been for three months? We are returning from a long hiatus. It was Episode just... 99. We'll do the formal introduction in a minute. You know how people say they're really busy, but they're not that busy? Yeah, I do. This was the one where I was actually busy. Um, I finished my book. Reading or writing? Writing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what, we what have a bevy of things to talk about, oh, and this d- is nowhere d- near the top of the bevy. Do you have a bevy? <laughs> I do have a bevy. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. Who was that? Oh, who was Simon? that? Just who just said something? Yes. Uh, that is uh, our guest on episode 99 of Various Breads and Butters, Lindsay Ceballos, professor of Russian and East European studies at Lafayette College. Hello, Hi, Lindsay. Lindsay. How are you doing? Hello. I'm well. Oh, also host of uh, Remix Tape yes. on uh, our very own WJRH Radio. The vaunted Remix Tape. That is correct. Episode 99. Episode 99 of Various Breads and Butters. We're almost at three digits. Yeah. I am Simon Portmantonov. To my left, as always, is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. Out in the studio, we have a producer, Michelle-Poulton-Simon. Uh, Jazz, I don't have a nickname for you. Uh, what's your last name, Jazz? Uh, my last name is Simon. Si- Whoa. Oh, that too. That is so weird. <laughs> okay, Jazz. This whole Simon. campus calls me Minnie. Minnie? there's just so many Jasmines. Okay. So someone was there like, is? oh, you're Jazz Minnie. Jazz Minnie. Okay, Jazz Minnie. That's good. Dwayne, uh, what's your last name? <laughs> Whitaker. Whitaker. Uh, Dwayne, do you have any kind of nickname that you're partial to? It's too much pressure. Yeah, I'll let you think about it. I'll let you we'll think about it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a uh, new intern, Ben uh, Madison Square Gordon. Sorry, <laughs> Will. You can't do that. I, I don't know. Well, what, 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 it wasn't wasn't one of Will's like Gordon from Sesame Street or something like that. Or that I don't know. That didn't get very that, far. That didn't get very far. You know what got far? Madison Square. It doesn't matter. We've got our interns out there. We got a full slate. New interns. New interns. New season. New season. New show. New guest. Everything is different. We've completely revamped it. We've oh been man! Retooling. The paint in here is it's a new coat of paint. The whole format has changed. Oh yeah. We're dealing with more uh, um, important topics now. Big time. Things people care about. Yeah. 
not like last time. Um, <laughs> and no. uh, yeah, and we've got a, we've got our guest, Lindsay Sabias, the very first professor of uh, tenured tenure track professor of Russian East European Studies at Lafayette in its history, mm. I believe. Mm. I don't know. I I, I don't, won't go back that far, but, but I was the first tenure in, track professor in engineering studies. Exactly. Yeah. I was the first I- assistant director of institutional research. A lot of firsts in this room. Yeah. Uh, interns, have you ever heard of any of these majors? Engineering studies, I've heard of. Mm-hmm. All right. And I took a Russian literature class oh. freshman year. There you go. That's cool. Because I like uh, Nikolai Gogol. He's got some funny short stories. Mm. You like, like that absurdism? Yes. You like the last line of Guy de Maupassant, like I do. Did your heart contract as the foreboding of some essential truth touched you with light fingers? Mm. Wow. That's um, a great line. Lindsay's an expert in Dostoevsky, among others, aren't you? Well, it's sort of a new expertise, I guess, but it is something I'd like to do in my book. You know it more than I do, my though, theoretical probably. book. Probably. It, yeah. Would probably. it be true to say that you work basically in the period between Dostoevsky and Tolstoy's deaths? <laughs> that is. That is true. It feels like it's about the 18, early 1880s, maybe 1910-ish. Mm, you have a good memory. Did I say this to you? <laughs> no. He does his research. On do you get involved in those, um, who's better? Which one do you like? Do you get trapped in those debates? Um, I try to entrap my students in those debates because mm. I think it's an interesting way to learn about the two of them. Yeah. They are different stylistically. Um, but I don't know. I think they have the same concerns about what to do with one's life. What's a, a movie based on one of their books that is like the best version of that if I wanted to the best version of Anna Karenina would that be the most filmed Um, I'm not really sure but the Kira Knightley the recent one Mm -hmm. was I didn't love it but it was an interesting adaptation they played a lot with the theatricality of Anna's situation Mm. by setting some of the scenes in a kind of fake theater and then the rest of it shooting Ooh. as a fictional reality a real dogme 95 sensibility an interesting mise-en-scene yeah <laughs> are you saying that because i want to work mise-en-scene into conversation yes i am <laughs> now you have to work the movie the conversation into conversation oh damn i don't know that conversation film. i don't, I don't either okay. conversation we just screened it at the faculty film favorites oh yeah. that's right it's Whose a great favorite movie. was that i think it was john o'keefe's yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great series. Um, anyone who's listening, they should definitely uh, on Tuesday nights. I think the Film Media Studies program puts on a. Uh, this is going to direct zero series. people to that film series. I think no. Well, <laughs> you think it might direct them away from it if I'm suggesting they if go. If somebody, there's no person who doesn't know about that series but knows about this show. I don't. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. Unless it's unless you think Peter's going to come visit. Maybe he will. He'll come mm. on a Tuesday. Justin and Mike will be here on a Tuesday now. Yeah, they were going to come on a Wednesday. Anyways, the conversation is a great movie. Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. uh, Francis Ford Coppola made it between The Godfathers. So oh, between wow. Godfather One and Godfather Two, he made this one. Wow, I didn't know that. It's a really good. I I need to see it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the uh, I think we weren't talking about that. So you obviously are into really really deep literature. Is there any literature that is really light and fluffy that you would read? Google. Oh jeez. No. You mean that's Russian also or just anything? Anything. Anything. What's what's your what's your sort of guilty pleasure in terms of literature or reading books and such? Do you um, have time for it? Kind of recent stuff. Yeah. I mean before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of kind of feminist mm-hmm. literature. I just finished reading this um quote unquote novel. People are still debating its genre by Chris Krause. I think I was telling you about it, Ben. Uh-huh. This this book I love Dick. Mm-hmm. Which oh, has yeah, recently yeah. been made an Amazon series. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Kevin Bacon playing the character of Dick. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to not really read anything light and fluffy, to be honest with you. Hardy Boys? 
I should. I mean, I think it would be better for there's, me. There's it's difficult. Are you still doing your literature? Are you still doing your reading club? Uh, no. After After White Noise, um, <laughs> it I, I just you? I just was not interested in reading anymore. Oh, I did not enjoy that book. Oh, I, lo- I love that book so I much. Did not like it at all. It's not I, Russian. I yeah. didn't. I mean, I was in a book. Cl- I still am in a book club with Peter Chidaro, mm-hmm. the intern of our radio show. Yes. Well, he kind of remix is tape. he still the intern of Remix Tape? Mm-hmm. We were Used reading to together this this book, Blitzed, which was about Nazis who were just jacked on meth. Mm. Like, right? like, is it nonfiction? <laughs> it's nonfiction. Wow! But it could. But actually, the person who wrote it is a German, and he's a novelist primarily. So, um, I thought meth wasn't better in the nineties. I think. Can, can we pause for a second, though? Yeah. <laughs> You've run over two opportunities to mm. at least reference her former co-host, mm. who's also oh, a yeah. friend of show past guest, uh-huh. Sarah Morris. Sarah Morris. Mm-hmm. Just to avoid us getting any angry emails that it took this long to mention her. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Sarah. I wonder if she even listens. Oh, probably, who knows? If you listen, send us an email, Sarah. Um, <laughs> Back on your work. Continue with Lindsay. the the, the meth Nazis, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which it will be the title of the episode. So Peter and I were reading <sighs> oh, that. God. Then we, the myth, myth Nazis or meth Nazis? Meth Nazis. Anyone. Yeah. I mean, it was a fascinating book. There, I also recommend these videos of the author promoting his book. He's a very intense gentleman. I would think. On meth. Yeah. Head, yeah. He, <laughs> he has done drugs and that's actually how he got interested in writing the book. He explains a bouncer was telling him about club, kind of like party drugs and um, was saying, you know, the Nazis were all high. And that's where I got the idea to do this book, which other historians have said is quite impressive. I mean, wow. considering he's a novelist and not a trained historian. Sure. Well. But anyway, yeah, I wasn't a book club. But I, I mean, that also is not a fluffy book. No, it's not. You don't. You, I just no don't read the fluffy books. But the least that was probably shorter than like your Dostoevsky or Tolstoy. That's true. It, they get. I read shorter. Did they not have things. editors back then? Um, you know, the interesting thing is that Tolstoy and Dostoevsky published their novels serially. So it was kind of like a TV like show. Mm. Yeah, like all those 19th century yeah. folks. And so Was Middlemarch all at once or was that serialized too? Um, I should know, but I don't know. I don't either. Man. Was, was Garfield serialized? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have those little books. Yeah. yeah. They didn't really hold together as a full narrative though. <laughs> <laughs> the mise-en-scene kind of collapsed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, let's. Let, I want to talk about journey. So I'm going to call this. No, I'm going to call this the, the cotton, Steve Perry. This is the Cotton Eye Joe question. Where Lindsay, did you come wh- from? Where'd, where'd you, you come go? from? Where'd you go? That's <laughs> a really easy answer. There you go. It's an easy question for me. Thankfully, we're not going to call that the Cotton Eye. Oh yeah. We're definitely <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Just so, just so the listeners are aware, uh, we just play a quick uh, clip of Cotton Eye Joe for the listeners. I need I, a band. Just do it right here. Okay, that was great. So now you know. Now you know why I call it the Cotton Eye Joe question. Was that necessary? Let's start with it. Where did you come from? I came from the Northwest. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, um, which is right near Seattle. And um, when I was 18, I moved away, and I was living in Connecticut, where I went to college at Wesleyan mm-hmm. University. Now, and why why did you go all the way in Middletown? In Middletown, which is in the direct center of Connecticut. Whoa! But I also want to know why did you go all the way across the country to go to school? It was a bit random. Uh-huh. I, I remember visiting Wesleyan and other colleges when I was, you know, 17. Mm-hmm. 
and did you, you it was just a weird place I was did like, you go on an east know. coast tour to visit colleges or we were also looking at history i was a big american history buff okay. so i was with my mom when we were driving i think between dc and maine so you what so you're at westland yeah. and that was, this is your first time living obviously on the east coast yeah and and what, what did you think of it what did you think of the east coast versus the west coast was there a different feel for you or was it pretty much sim- similar uh it was different it was like everyone says a little bit fast paced mm-hmm. i also like that nobody got up in my business you know what you i mean hate when people get up i don't like when strangers come up to me and <laughs> try to talk about or relate mm-hmm I, that happen, That doesn't happen on the East Coast, but it does on the West? It doesn't happen as often here. If it does, it's kind of gruff, you know, mm-hmm. like in New Jersey where people are like, what's what's the deal with that guy? You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> that dude, but great, that's the that end of the- That was a good New Jersey accent. But that's <laughs> the end of the interaction. And I think that in the Northwest, people are people are friendly and, you know, God bless them, but Did you meet I never- them? Well, <laughs> sometimes, you know, geez. Mm. I, I, I do want to say that for- those of you that uh, listen to this and see uh, Professor Sabayas walking around campus, don't get up in her grill. Up in her Just business. Up in her business. It's also difficult. I love to sit at bars by myself and read and mm-hmm. do work. Yeah. And that also can be complicated. Sometimes it's an invitation to... Because people, people think, geez, you're so lonely. You're just... I'm just going to talk to you make you feel better because you're here all by yourself. And yeah. Actually, I just don't. So after Westland, so what did you study at Westland? I was prepared to be quiet. You all just kept talking. No, it's not going to happen. I was studying history mm-hmm. and Russian. Yeah. Separately. Well, I didn't know if they would go together in the mm-hmm. end, and I didn't know if I wanted to become like a historian. And not. so you're studying Russian language, so so mm-hmm. it, so you became fluent starting there. Had you ever spoken Russian before? Well, I wouldn't say I was fluent when I graduated. It's yeah. a process. Yeah. Um, I lived in Moscow the year after, and was felt a lot more comfortable with the language. But mm-hmm. that was the first time I had taken Russian well, and studied Russian when I was eighteen. What was it about about Russian that, that you, you were full of questions. I, I well I know that I know that your uh, colleague and past guest Joshua Sanborn, one of the reasons he started studying Russia was because of the Cold War in the nineteen eighties. Mm. did you have a similar reason or did you, were you just interested in the literature and the language? And I was interested. I was interested in these people who, you know, in Tolstoy's time in his youth uh, spoke French mm-hmm. to each other and their servants. To their servants, they spoke Russian. Interesting. There was such a strange kind of um, artificiality about Russian culture. that, And it also communicated to me that you could cultivate some kind of pose. And, and I mean, how you could just dress like a French person. You could speak like a French person. And this was supposed to solve your identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be really fascinating. I still find it fascinating. Russians are still, I think, grappling with who exactly they are. Are they European or are they their own thing? Yeah. And if they are their own thing, then what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So how did you, uh, you went to Moscow after you graduated from Wesleyan and before you went to graduate school? That's right, just the year between. And where was this magical graduate school? It was in Princeton, New Jersey. Just yeah, We got some New Jersey representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to go there today actually, but... I don't think I need to anymore. Everything's online. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to go there for practical reasons. That's right. Not for nostalgia. I don't have any nostalgia. You don't have any connections? I do have connections. Um, I was down on Princeton for a long time. It's difficult to go to grad school, so it kind of like beats the human out of you. But I think At Princeton it's okay in particular? Now. Yeah, it's just, it's a competitive place. You know, mm-hmm. people are serious, they're smart. It's easy to feel kind of small and confused about what exactly yeah. the point is of your life. 
You didn't feel that way at Wesleyan? No, Wesleyan was just full of weirdos. So <laughs> I felt like this rules, you know? I felt like I wasn't weird enough. Mm-hmm. How does it, so what's the Wesleyan Lafayette compare contrast? It's really a lot weirder at Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good? Yeah, I think it is good. I think, listen, liberal arts is the time to be a total weirdo. Just embrace what's strange about you can instead I, of covering it up. Someone's going to ask the interns a interns, question now. Interns, <laughs> yeah. I can tell. Are you, are you all weird? Are you all weird? Can you, can, you, uh, can you let us know if you are and in what ways you might be weird? Are du- you not prepared for that question? No, Dwayne and I were actually, oh, okay. we had a conversation about how we were both pretty weird. Okay, in, in, in what it's particular rad. ways? I don't know, Dwayne, what were you saying about this you? This is a Why heavy question weird? for mm-hmm. on the spot. Yeah. It's you just like thought you were weird, but you weren't really saying anything specific. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you define weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I define weird as when people look at you and they're like, huh, he's doing something I would never do. Mm. Like talking to yourself out loud, like thinking out loud. Or like not uh, saying thank you if, if someone blessed your sneeze. Either way, either way. That could be That'd weird. Be, that's pretty weird. I think that's weird. Ben, do you have do you have a specific way that you're weird? I don't know. Sometimes I get like really weird about wanting to go places, mm-hmm. like Princeton or <laughs> Wesleyan day trip. Yeah, no, like a like a lower Farinon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a, that can be a little strange <laughs> to really go there. Funny. Front of the show, future dining hall. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jazz, you're just on the level. <laughs> I'm the most normal person I know. You're definitely the most normal person out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, I'm such uh, confidence. The weirdest person I know. Okay. But I don't. I don't know what exactly I do. That just like everything. Well, you guys would all feel right at home at Wesleyan University, is apparently. So yeah, is the opposite? Is the opposite of weird like uh, con- conformity? Like are these deviations from some idea of conformity? And there's much more conformity at Lafayette than Wesleyan. Uh, I guess so. But then, what do we mean by conformity? I mean, this is a, technically a liberal arts school, right? But I spent a lot of time thinking about like the Wesleyan type liberal arts schools. Aren't those people all just conforming to themselves anyway? That's because the danger. Yeah. yeah, that can be alienating too. And there was a, there was a lot of that. There were these little cliques, you know. There were like these stoners. Then there were these people at eclectic house who would be like partying. It was called eclectic house. It was called eclectic, and actually, that's where the management, the band, started. Hmm. Oh yeah, MGMT. And uh, I don't know. It was it was definitely a scene. Any scene runs the risk. So of hold on, hold on, hold on. Becoming unweird. I've been in several conversations where people disputed if it was MGMT or the management. You're saying that it started as the management and now it's just MGMT? Oh, no, I'm not st- staking any kind of Oh, you said there. that? Oh, I thought you were like dropping in historical knowledge. Mm. Nah. Okay, that didn't solve it. Sorry. Still a question. Okay. Still a question. So Princeton. Yeah. Also weird. Definitely also. not weird. Oh, okay. But people were all up in your stuff because it was in New Jersey. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Not I as mean, much. Not as much, though. It was weird because I was finishing my death and then I was like ended up in this Bowdoin job mm-hmm. while I was finishing my work. So okay, so you went to Bowdoin kind of after Princeton. Like in the very last year mm-hmm. or so of it, I was at Bowdoin. That was right before you came here. Yeah. That's, that's another another here. very good liberal arts college. Were the people weird there? Not weird enough. Not nearly weird enough. Not nearly weird enough. At Bowdoin. Mm, Too serious. And now you're here at Lafayette. This is your second year? Yeah. First year is a full tenure track? Mm-hmm. I like the students at Lafayette. I mm-hmm. think that they... Good answer. Are, they are. Well I mean, compare, in comparison with Bowdoin, my other 
my only other liberal arts teaching experience. Um, the students here are, in general, more curious and more willing to take risks with, you know, building their own curriculum. They're much better at producing podcasts. We have four of the best ones right out there, <laughs> right, a, right across the wall from us. Yeah. I'm not even sucking up. They're great. I they know. seem great. They are. They've never let us down. Never once. They've always been on time. Mm. <laughs> well, well, there's supposed there's supposed to be um, there's supposed to be five interns, I think. Right. Well, now. literally eighty percent of you are on time and here. It's and a that's passing great. grade. That's great passing. <laughs> that's so all, far as like, we know. You got quite the global map. You're from mm. Washington. You went to school on the East Coast. You were in Moscow. Yeah. And you have a great interest in Scandinavian design. Ooh, that's true. How do you know that? Because we know everything. This is our research weird. team. This is the I uh, intern's job. I love Scandinavia. I'm trying to go to Oslo in January. Good place. The darkest time. <laughs> yeah. It's when my you, favorite. Are are so Scandinavian? Or do you prefer the uh, Norwegian, Finnish, Swedish, Danish? Danish. I like all of it. Are those the four? Or is it just four countries in Scandinavia? I think, yeah. Well, Iceland. Iceland. That's Don't right. Don't forget Iceland. Oh, Don't forget Iceland. Iceland. I did forget Iceland. You did. It's okay. We're gonna get a lot of calls. I think they're used to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's a beautiful place. Are they used to not being considered Scandinavian or being, or are they used to being forgotten? I didn't forget about the existence of Iceland. Yeah. I, I think Scandinavian. Them. Hmm. I think Scandinavian. Now, uh, have you been to, besides, you know, you're going to Oslo, have you been to uh, any part of Scandinavia before? Yes, I've been to Iceland. Mm-hmm. I've been to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Finland many times. Never Denmark, though. Never there. Many times. Never yeah. Norway. Where are the Norwegians? That's why I'm going to Norway. It's to fill a gap. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And now, now are you the, just staying in Oslo? The Poulton Simon family oh. was in uh, Norway and Denmark this summer. I've seen pictures. How, how, did you, how did you enjoy it? I liked it a lot. And I had you, a really good time. Wasn't the Poulton Simon family in Iceland last year? Yeah. Yes, we were. And did they try, mm. did they try the hot dog that I recommended? Uh, I believe so. No, oh, you don't even know. There, there, there certainly there? were hot dogs consumed there, in Iceland. Okay, good, but to good, be fair, enough. there are very few Poulton Simons who really eat hot dogs. So is, is, is Tom one of them? Tom is the only. Oh, Tom, <laughs> my man. I'm with Ruth on this one. I'm not really going to get into the hot dogs. So good. I um, love hot dogs. I'm a vegetarian, but I mean, hey, I can imagine that. Sometimes. And I do all the time. <laughs> sometimes. Tofu dogs. Yeah. It's not enough. Not the same. I'm no. talking about kosher all beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also brought up earlier that one time you were 10 years old and one time you were 20. And then mm. after that, you were 30. That, man, those, those transition workshops <laughs> are really paying off. <laughs> really good. What? This is something that I said, Ben? I'm pretty sure. You you mentioned it was off being mic. 10. <laughs> it was off At some mic. point. It, it reminds me of a question that I asked. L- Lindsay, what was your favorite music? Or did you have a favorite uh artist or favorite uh, album or favorite type of music at age 10 and then i'm gonna wonder if that changed at 20 or 30 it's just one question with three parts it's not three questions and before so think about it but i want to i want to say interns the spotify playlist intern is we don't uh, have one yet yeah that 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 position is up for grabs so um any of you want to do that what we do typically is that we ask our guests about uh about their music and then uh our spotify playlist intern uh, formerly Will Madison Square Gordon, uh, would make a Spotify playlist and dedication to We that. imagine that Michelle is now probably whispering to you. I'll explain what they mean later. Yep. No, she's not. She's not. <laughs> but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. Well, don't all clamor to get this at once. But 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 <laughs> Lindsay will now tell you what her music was at 10 years old. What was your music at 10? Um, well, I liked, I guess, a lot of stuff. But 
I liked Madonna. Mm. And I liked Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. I liked these kind of really sexually explicit pop stars mm-hmm. <laughs> before hey, it was okay 10. for me to... Even when I was three years old, though, yeah. I was Madonna for Halloween. Right. But that wasn't the reason that you liked them at age three or ten. Um, maybe it was. I mean, I was just kind of interested. I was like, geez, most people aren't walking around looking like these ladies, you know? And these <laughs> ladies feel so kind of free about their bodies the way that other I can't imagine most women did Mm -hmm. I don't know I kind of understood that at a young age and was fascinated by it there's a kind of confidence that maybe for some was unfortunately expressed through nudity and you know crazy geometric lingerie also they make good songs which of the songs did you what what were some of your favorite songs yeah point to one or two one or two one or two um, well, that was a period, geez, I haven't thought about blonde ambition mm. type stuff for a long time, but I think that corresponded to that age. And my grandma actually is the one who was encouraging me to watch Madonna, which is weird too. Mm. She like would tape the do. HBO specials and I would watch those. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I liked Vogue. I liked the really theatrical songs. Mm-hmm. I like that song, Open Your Heart to Me, where she's in like a peep show, mm-hmm. like dancing around on a chair. I liked the Cone Bra period. And with Janet Jackson, I liked her album. Jeez, what was the name of her album? Is that one like a revolution? That's where a good the one that, No, 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 right it was after that. after that. It was it was the really kind of like smooth one mm. um, where she has the song, That's the Way Love Goes. Okay. By the time your age doubled to 20, mm-hmm. had your musical, had your musical uh, ambitions. So you're in college doubled. now. You're in college. I was in college, but I have to say there was a period of time I didn't listen to music, and college was actually one of them. Can you believe how awful that is? And did now I have lose, a radio did show. You lose was your that hearing? your version of being weird? It was my version of being a workaholic. Did you even hum to yourself? I did. I, it was weird. It was so weird. It's very dangerous. I get into these periods where I can't listen to music, and mm. that was one of them. Like now, it's too because it's very emotional so for me too. So I can't. You couldn't identify anything within that range. You go two years afterwards, two we, years we before. Just, we'll be okay. I don't with know that. if you knew this. We just got a new playlist intern, and they're yeah, already struggling. They're really having a tough time. I mean, I liked in college. Geez, I was listening to what everyone was listening to. The like, management. Who um, the blowfish? <laughs> <laughs> like neutral milk hotel was really big when i was in college and King of um, carrot flowers they're good <laughs> that's yeah good. that's a, i love that band they're good and i it was when i started listening to amy mann was in college mm. all right well yeah, yeah, yeah. let me guess that this changed by the time you were 30 yeah it did what were you doing when you Be- were 30 what was i doing when i was 30 it's also kind of a blur <laughs> I was listening to a lot of kind blur. of Americana, Americana music. Like what? Like um, I was like listening Aaron to. Uh, I don't think so. Don't say the band because they're not really all Americana. No, that's true. I wasn't listening to the band at that point. Isn't the band America Canadian? Yeah, they are. What was I listening to when I was thirty? A lot of what my ex-boyfriend was listening to. He really influenced me. So I was listening to Norman Blake. I was listening to Doc Watson. I was listening to Mississippi John Hurt. I was listening to Gillian, Gillian Welch and Dave Rollins. Oh, she finally said one that I knew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like Merle Haggard. Uh, I know that one. I was listening to country music, basically. Yeah. But also more indie music than I used to, like Bonnie Prince Billy. Do you uh, know the song by Jeffrey Lewis about seeing Will Oldham on the uh, L train? No. 
I would love that. I song. love the premise. Yeah, it's a it's a great song. I gotta hear it. Yeah, that's great. You you, you want to play a clip just now? Wait one second. Oh, yeah. Okay, play. It. Today I went to Major Maps to remaster my old album, and on the L train in the morning, I was pretty sure I saw Will Alden. He was wearing the same song. Yeah, do you, do you know that one? I don't. I need to hear it. I went on a road trip to Louisville this summer. It was kind of like a pilgrimage to Louisville, mm-hmm. and um, because of Will Oldham. <laughs> And I went there and I was looking for a show to go to and I ended up going to this totally funky thing in like a little Forest Glen with um, Don the Fawn McCarthy oh. and her husband. Um, they're a duo that's signed to the same record label as Will Oldham, which is Drag City. And um, I was like, it's a bummer I never got to see Will Oldham here because he was like on a break from touring. Mm. But he was in the audience the whole time with his wife, wow. chilling, listening to the music. And I was like, my God, it's Will Oldham. It was the coolest, weirdest concert huh. I've ever been That's to. That's what did you do? I wanted to go talk to him, but I also wanted to respect his privacy, and yeah. he looked like he was having such a nice time. Yeah. And so was I was just, and he was there with his really beautiful wife, and they haven't been married that long, and they were so in love, and I was just like. You did not want to get I all up in his wanna, business. I didn't know. See what mm. I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't do that when I see celebrities. I don't talk to them. I had a very similar experience. I was at the uh, Zoop in Nazareth, and uh, Larry Holmes was sitting at a table having some soup. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go Local. up to him, though. I, I kind of, like, I was hoping someone would recognize him, um, and someone did. He seemed... He seemed okay with it, but he didn't like. He didn't like. You know, he didn't take pictures with the person. Right. So I was like, okay, as as long as someone is you now recognizes, you know, the Eastern Assassin. Are you ready to take a quiz? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ben? What's what's the quiz that you have? Of course, I I know the quiz. Right. But I'd like you to explain it to the audience. This quiz: Are these actual Princeton graduates or not? Ooh. Oh dear. And by the way, the the people might not even have to be real. Mm-hmm. But even if it's a character, oh is the God. character a Princeton graduate? Good. Interns. Michelle, how do you want to handle the labor pool out there? For the intern's sake, because they haven't done this before, we'll mm-hmm. do the first one is the gimme one just to check the mics and to make sure that Michelle check can one, corral all the answers. Mm-hmm. But is this a, an actual Princeton graduate or not? Uh, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Jeez, uh, you know, I would think Am I, I would know that. I would say, go I'll, I'll go first, but I'm going to say yes. Wait, Harvard. I, that was her husband. Uh, yes, Princeton graduate. I already told you. Know the first question is always yes. I oh, it is always yes. <laughs> I thought it's always obvious, and it was not obvious to me. <laughs> what do we think out there? The interns have said yes. I have also said yes. Okay. What Lindsay? do you think, Lindsay? That's correct. That is correct. Okay, good. All right. Ooh, so now that was we know. The easy one. Now we know how the game works. Oh God. All right. The next one is uh, Jack Donaghy from Thirty Rock. Princeton Jack. graduate or not? Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy, famously uh, portrayed by Alec Baldwin. I will say, I'll say yes. That that seems right. I think that is true. Well, you got to go last. Oh yeah. What do you, what do you think, interns? They're going with yes. I will also go with yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. So we're two for two. Oh gosh. The third one, uh, <laughs> John Hamm. John Hamm. Uh, no, I don't think John Hamm. Donnie Drapes. From I don't think John Don, Don, I don't think John Hamm. John Hamm was like I don't. He was also on Thirty Rock. He he was like for a in, bit. He, he went to school in St. Louis. Right. He's from St. Louis. He's from St. That's Louis. A, but that's all you know. I think he stayed there. Uh, what do we think out there? I'm going to say no. I got a thumbs up, but that was to recognizing John Hamm, not to <laughs> an answer. So I'm going to need an answer from the interns. I don't know who John Hamm is. Okay. You know? Who, do you all know Mad Men, the TV show? Oh, I think I might have seen an episode. Did you see Baby Driver this summer? 
No, I did not. No. Well, none of those things help. <laughs> <laughs> are you, fa- are you familiar with the John Hamm? I'm going to say Hamm? no, just because I don't know this guy. Okay. I'm going to say yes. No. I'll go no. Okay. Lindsay? Lindsay? I, I'll agree that no. It's no. Where did he go to school? He went to Texas, but then he left after he was in a hazing incident mm. and then ended Aww. up at Missouri. Oh, goodness. Missouri. See? Well, that was second, though. Don't be so confident. Okay. <laughs> next. Uh, next is Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Who knows who Ellie Kemper is? She is the She's uh, now unbreakable known as Kimmy Schmidt. At the Office. Um, uh, also yeah, in the she Office, was on the yes. Office. She was Aaron on the Office. Aaron on the Office. Uh, I mean, I think you're asking that question because she always portrays someone who's not that smart, but Princeton is a place for people that are that smart. So I'm going to say yes. Mm. I think, there was I think people in college are, are pretty smart. Yeah, I think so. I'll go no. Yes. Yeah, I like Ellie Kemper. I'm, I'm going to vote yes. Okay. I think yes, but I think she also wants somewhere else. Okay. Mm. You can go more than one place. What do you think, All right, Lindsay? Lindsay. Like John Hamm, he went two places. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll yeah. say yeah. It's a yes. Cool. Did I, thought I, some, did I get that right? Uh, uh, yeah, I did. I did yeah. You did. But uh, I thought you would get it right because I always hear how John Hamm was Ellie Kemper's teacher when he was teaching in high school or like- Oh, that's true. Back in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had Ellie Kemper in class. Mm-hmm. So I thought you would figure that it was fake because I tied them together. Nope. All right. How about Doogie Howser, MD? Oh, Doogie Howser, not Neil Patrick Harris, but Doogie Howser, the right. character. Uh, is everybody out there familiar with Doogie Howser at all? The the TV show, the yeah. The TV yeah, show. Yeah. Okay, so this is the character comfortable the, with the Doogie Howser universe. The young child doctor from the Doogie Howser universe. I'm gonna say. Did he go to Princeton? No, I think he went to Johns Hopkins. I'm gonna say no. I'm going to say no, not a Princeton grad. There's not a more than one medical school Not in the a country. Princeton boy. Mm. Yeah, but Johns Hopkins is a pretty good medical school. No. I'll say no. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with no. Lindsay. Um, maybe he went to Harvard. The answer is yes. He went to Princeton. He went to Princeton. Wow. Oh, very good doctor, too. <laughs> He's very talented. He was. He yeah. was so stressed, though. Yeah. I was worried he'd fail. And you his know? friend Vinny probably is his name what's right. that his name there's the normal know. kid who's, and then yeah. he w- used word perfect 5.1 oh for gosh. his journals watching him use the computer was the best part of the <laughs> show all right how about elizabeth moss elizabeth moss uh we all know uh, who elizabeth uh, moss Handmaid's is tale and also on mad, mad men, men. There's, a, there's a mad men thread going through here did somebody just finish re-watching the whole mad men series uh, i'll answer that yes yes, oh, really? he did. Wow. yes someone um, really really likes mad men I'm going to say no, because I think she might be of Canadian descent, maybe, but probably not. But you don't want to talk more about Mad Men? No. Uh, what do we think <laughs> out there in the studio? Do we think Elizabeth Moss of Mad Men and Handmaid's Tale fame went to Princeton? And uh, the West Wing. She was the kid. Also the West Wing, yes. No. No. Not at all? No. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to go no. Yeah, no, I'll, no. I'll, I'll join my cohorts out okay. here and say no. What do you think, Lindsay? Why are you all so confident? Yeah, I'm going to say also no, because they are so confident. I mm-hmm. think they're Googling. Mm-hmm. Are you guys Googling out there? Don't Google out there. I just don't know who she is. Okay. <laughs> uh, th- no. No. But I don't think she went to college. Whoa, she's, geez. Because she, she graduated f- um, from high school or from her alternative education high school at age 16. She's a Scientologist. And is she's she? a Scientologist. Yeah. Yep. So maybe that had something to do with it. Mm. She well, took her so own path. She moved to New York to study ballet. Oh, oh she's now fact checkers fact checking. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you someone, just, someone just applied for the fact check position. All right. Well, I have a tough one next. Okay. Fred Flintstone. 
Fred Flintstone. He would have gone to Princeton University, <laughs> but I also think that, I mean, you don't need, for what he was doing, which I think was using a brontosaurus to move boulders, you don't need the Princeton education. That was high tech. I don't, well, he could have gone to a technical school. I don't think they had them. I feel like he would have had like a better car. Thank you. Well, one that he didn't have to like start himself, right? With his feet. But I still um, think like that was that's state why of the art, Guys, though. that's why we go to college. You're so we this, have cars that, I that think you're they drive for you. You're reading this backwards. That was state-of-the-art technology, both of those. With the brontosaurus? Other people didn't even have cars, and he had one. And so just because he had to start with his feet, that was still amazing that they even had one. You know, I, I would believe that Mr. Slate went to Princeton, <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. What do we think out there? I'm going to say no. Okay. But wouldn't using your feet just be more work? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm once you get go going, now. once you get going, then you don't need your feet. That Especially was just, those wheels yeah. on there. They weren't so round. I'm sorry that I assumed you know, a, a much greater knowledge no about No Princeton grad would order, would order a rack of ribs knowing that it would topple his car. Didn't he have like an orange and black shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Fact checkers. Did you did you look it up on Google? No, I didn't. Okay, this but is I'm just trying to be guys. contrarian. Okay, I appreciate that. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got two Bens as contrarians now. That's great, <laughs> my nightmare. Did everybody answer? No. Okay, what do you think, Dwayne? No. No, the, you did not answer. But you think if the answer that you gave was no, <laughs> you're giving me a headache. What do we think, Lindsay? <laughs> did Michelle answer? Um, I'm also going to say no because he's a cartoon character. Well, I hate to tell all of you, but mm-hmm. the answer is yes, and he went to Princeton. Yeah, that's not Princeton. Oh, dear. That counts as a yes. <laughs> that definitely doesn't count as Thank a yes. You, that's not. Uh, that check, check the contrarian box, guys. We got a bingo. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's just let's leave the quiz behind. Let's leave the quiz behind it, <laughs> and let's go to the question that everybody's waiting for, the Friday Sunday question. Well, but we can resolve that I won the quiz. Sure. If if I if most of you get them wrong, that means I. You know, won. whenever you do a quiz, Ben, everybody loses. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of Friday and Sunday? Well, which one would you prefer? Did you recalculate the candy hierarchy data? Not yet. No. I kind of like Friday more. Why is that? Because I feel like. It goes back to my, I guess, asociality. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Sounded made oh, up. Well, sure. We'll be okay with that. Um, I like Friday because I think everyone is so just ready to disconnect from their life at mm-hmm. that point. They're so exhausted that they just are kind of doing their own thing. And I like walking around something like a campus and seeing everybody just sort of plugged out of each other. Sunday makes me feel bad. <laughs> Why? So that's why. Why does it make you feel bad? I don't know. NFL, is it the NFL? No, I think that's okay. I just... Is it, is it not going to church? Sunday makes me feel lonely. Like, I also feel disconnected the way that I do on Friday, but Friday there's a kind of collective disconnection, mm-hmm. and on Sunday I just feel disconnected because everyone's connecting back again. Did you, did you have a follow-up to this question? Uh, Deville. I feel like um, my answers have not been very exciting. They, it was either been, Friday or Sunday. You only had two choices. Yeah, they've been fantastic. Don't don't worry about I that. I haven't thought much do, about do it. I ha- do I have? Am I going to do a follow? I'm not going to do any follow up to this question. You don't have any follow up uh, to this question. Okay, there's uh, nothing that you usually ask. After are Friday you Sunday. are you a fan of black licorice? Yes or no? I like the salty licorice from Scandinavia. So that's a yes. So that's a no. That's not black licorice. It is black though. Salty. Yeah. But it is black. It's yeah, just but, a kind of. But the salt predominates, so it becomes salt licorice and not black licorice. No, you gotta you get through this <laughs> layer of salt and it's licorice underneath. 
That's definitely something that we need to resolve on the candy hierarchy survey for next year. Yeah. Well, one thing that we did find on the candy hierarchy survey for this year, uh, which I think we can maybe talk about or tweet in the future, is the Friday to Sunday ratio has decreased. They got they got closer. It used to be the golden ratio, the platinum ratio, mm-hmm. two to one. Yeah. For three years, it was exactly the same, two Fr- to one ratio. Friday to Sunday. Now it's down, and it was like fifty-eight percent to forty-two percent. Is this Trump's America? The, yeah. The approval rating for Fridays has come down from 67 to 58%. What did Friday do that was so wrong to these people? Okay. Well, I would like to thank our very special guest, Lindsay Ceballos, professor in Russian East European Studies at Lafayette College for being here. Thank you, Lindsay. I'd thank like you. to thank all I'd of like our... to thank Lindsay, too. Okay, Ben would also. Um, I'd like to thank all of thank our new you. interns out there. Interns, you Do you done, remember all their names? You've done good. Uh, we've got ourselves Jazz. we got ourselves Dwayne. we got ourselves Ben. Uh, and we've got our producer Michelle out double there. headphones Dwayne we all have double headphones oh that is a good that's a good nickname <laughs> too many uh, syllables uh, yeah, no, double true. headphones Dwayne I guess it's that's not as long. much as Madison Square yeah um, about double phones nah. just, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense we'll, we'll workshop it's like it. he's on two phones at once or something <laughs> double, that's double phones Dwayne yeah. for you <laughs> well point of order too like the uh, Ben and because uh, that's also my name yeah it's confusing me every time you said it yeah so you're gonna have to work on that one quickly so we don't have to call him Ben okay wasn't I Madison uh, Madison Square I don't Madison feel Square. right about that okay um, I feel like Will is gonna be pretty successful and, and leave us behind so we don't wanna ostracize him because we're mm-hmm. gonna probably need his benefaction <laughs> in the future my um, <laughs> one I, for some reason I was talking to this with my dad yesterday, but one of his friends called me Muggsy growing up. Oh. I, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you have told? Why would that's you a gangster. You... That's a gangster name. <laughs> or that's a basketball player's name. Could we get him to listen to the show if we called you that? My dad and your dad's friend potentially. Okay. All right, Muggsy. Triple the audience. Yeah, Muggsy Gordon. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like more. You can uh, you can find us anywhere that iTunes podcasts are sold. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at some later date, um, or you can email us at variousbreadsandbutters. What's the name of the new app that we're on? That the one that Renan Jazz is working on? No, the one that Renan got us onto. I don't know. Jonah, friend of the show, future guest Jonas was asking me about it. And I forget what it's called. Okay, well, so what that one? You can that, use that one too. The one that we can't. Uh, that we don't know right now. Right. You can find us there. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we're at wjrh.org also slash VVB. That's mm, also one that's that we're true. at. Okay. That's where you can also see Remix Days. That's right. That's true. Okay, well, th- well thanks to everyone. All right. Uh, I, think we should, I think we're done. I think we're done. Headphones off. Headphones off. that when I was younger um, I thought that as as you got older you'd be magically like attra- attracted to old people so that when you were 80 like only 80 year, year olds would be attractive to you what you mean like physically attractive physically attractive to you what if you're are you are you still married when you're that age yeah I'm but I mean you know you can you can be physically attracted to a, a certain type I figured that as you got older that would happen when did you figure this uh, I, I didn't figure this. I, I know it's I know it's probably not true. But when I was younger, I was like, well, there are two. When old you were ten, you only were attracted to ten-year-olds. 
Well, and I didn't think about it then, but I th- but I was more more thinking forward to when I was when I was going to be older because I would I would you observe attracted to anybody. I would observe that there were like you know two seventy year old people and they were together, and I'm like, oh, well, they must be each other's type. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't know what you mean. You don't get it at all. I'm trying to figure out when you had this thought mm-hmm. and how it didn't if it didn't apply when you had the thought, whatever yeah. age that was, which you're not admitting. Oh, okay. So maybe when I was 17, I was attracted to other 17-year-olds when I was in like high school. But and you thought 25-year-olds are only attracted to 25-year-olds. Yes, keep going. And you never knew anybody who was dating outside their age range. I didn't it wasn't a really well put together thought. Why would you I even just, bring it up then? Uh, well, well, do you have a better put together thought, like like saying uh, "excuse me" after sneezing or I whatever? Think, I think talking about sneezing merits a lot more attention than this. Well, let the let the listeners decide. Let that. the interns decide that. Let the interns decide that. Interns, did you Does did you ever think? Did did you do you know what I'm talking about at all? Anyone? Mm, a little bit. A little bit. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. I thank mean, you guys. But at the same time, you also have people who like as they get older, they try to go for younger people. That is true. <laughs> but I didn't think of it like that. I just thought that, hey, you know. Do you a- think that you were. 80 year olds got to get together? Given that uh, most of the critique about this is the great disparity in, in gender dynamics, mm-hmm. there, like older men and younger women, but older women and older men. Like I've seen charts of this. Like yeah. w- as women age, they're still, they're basically following your rule. Mm-hmm. But men are always dating younger and younger. And so what you're saying is that you disagreed with that inherently just from the get go. I think it, I think it was, it was not, like I said, it was a very. Um, uh, innocent type of thought that I'm it would just. I'm trying it to make just it like, sound better. Yeah, well, I'm, no, no, but I just like like when I was 12 or whatever, I just was like, okay, people at you know at the same age, they're that's that's who they're into. I mean, I I obviously the logic is flawed. To 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 see two 70 year olds together doesn't necessarily mean they met that day. And I think but they that's, met that year. That's where the flaw was. But for my, if they were within the year, well, I suppose, but they were probably together for many many years. And they just grew old together. Yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. Well, we can can cut it out. It doesn't really make any sense to me.